Hello and welcome to Currently Reading. My name is Salima and I am your host. This is a Christian podcast where I will be discussing on a regular basis books that I am currently reading. (laughs) I am a wife to Omar. I'm a mother. I'm a soon-to-be former home educator. I'm a former student. I have a master's in theology and I love, and I mean I love to read Christian authors, Christian leadership books, anything that can just help uh, me grow closer to God. And I love to share that with others. So thank you for joining me on this journey. And I pray that the books that I share will be a blessing to you and will draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Hello and welcome to Currently Reading. My name is Salima. I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. We are finishing up chapter five here in what it in the book um, Total Forgiveness by R.T. Kendall and what we've been talking about is um, how we and oftentimes we judge other people and how we cannot live in total forgiveness when we are judging other people. And so um, he's basically just finishing up this chapter, reiterating how what we talked about in the last episode about having a plank in our eye. Um, it's funny when you read on page 126 of this book, he said he has had people look him straight in the face and say they do not have a plank because they got rid of their planks years ago. And obviously those are the worst types of people, um, to, you know, to have total forgiveness because they can't, they, there's no way they can have total forgiveness because they're still, um, have living in the spirit of judge judgment. And so you cannot, um, forgive people, especially when someone's hurt you, um, and so I just want to make sure we're clear here. We're talking about when people have hurt us. Um, we also don't want to have a spirit of judgment against other people. But when someone has hurt you, um, it's very hard to forgive them um, if you are uh, judging them. And I can speak um, on experience with this situation because, um, you know, before I read this book, there was a situation that happened to our family And it was, excuse me, it was through the um, situations with leader, Christian leaders. And we were adamant that what they had done to us was so wrong on every level. And I think when I think back on the situation, I still think what they did was wrong. I still think how they handled the situation was very wrong. I still believe that. But prior to reading this book, I was very critical and very judgmental. I mean, even the way me and my husband prayed, we prayed that God would condemn them. You know, we prayed that God would condemn, condemn them. You know what I mean? Um, for their behavior that Lord, you have to, you know, fix this. They should not be in leadership doing what they did to us. Um, and so it wasn't until after I read this book last summer that that all changed. I began to um, pray in a different way. I began to pray that God would bless them. Okay. Um, So here I was probably, you know, um, for months praying that God would condemn them. And then suddenly after reading this book, I prayed that God would bless them. But I also, um, I didn't just say, Lord, can you bless them? I also began to talk to God and say, you know, we all have faults. We all have things that we do. I make so many mistakes every single day. There are so many things I, so many blunders. I was just, um, when I was teaching, uh, I teach first graders at my church and I was just, uh, we were talking about, um, you know, how, you know, God restores us when we sin. And I just told them 
the other day how, you know what, you guys, I kind of blew it um, in this situation. Um, I had a poor reaction to somebody. Um, and But I immediately um, asked God to forgive me for that poor reaction. And so um, I, I, what he's basically reminding us is, we yes again it hurts but we have to be so careful to not decide that um god should be you know condemning people we want god to um heal our broken hearts we want him to um mend relationships mend broken relationships but we ultimately don't want to walk around like he says on page 126 of this book actually tell somebody with a straight face oh i got rid of my plank years ago i mean I'm sorry, if somebody told me that, I would probably start laughing and I'll probably have to apologize to God for laughing at them because that would be totally ridiculous. Um, but even though somebody might say it outright and I'm sitting here laughing at them, you know, what do we think of ourselves in our own privacy um, What that no one can think of? What, what do I really think in my thoughts? Do I really think that um, I have no planks and I got rid of them years ago. Do I really think that, um, you know, we have to make sure that we don't think that way because no, he says, um, he literally says on the very next page on page 127, no one ever gets rid of planks. Okay. So he goes on to say, therefore no one can ever judge. Okay, so do you hear what he says? No one will ever get rid of the planks. And so no one ever has the right to judge people. Okay, he says when we, on page 127, when we get rid of the planks, then and only then can we judge other people. But he just said, we're, ne we're never going to get rid of those planks. So we can never judge people. And so, um, again, we just want to be careful that we know that it's okay that God is saying that what you, what you are feeling is valid. What you have experienced is valid. I care about what you are going through. I am not telling you to get over it. I'm not telling you it doesn't matter. I'm not telling you you don't matter. I am not telling you that what that person did to you was okay. I am simply telling you that I will help you and work through the pain you are feeling so that you can walk in freedom and that you can be do many things for my kingdom. That's what God's ultimately saying. He's not saying he's not saying that people are okay, or have a right to do what they did. And when I read this book last year, it helped me to come to terms with the fact that I think sometimes when we stay so angry um, when people hurt us is because we it's hard we start to believe that um, we don't really matter, and you know we don't really matter, and they how they treated us. Um, you know, they are superior to us in some ways and we don't really matter, but no, you do matter. Okay. I matter. Um, and the person who hurt you matters, but, um, we want to, we just don't want to live and be, uh, um, in prison, if you will, of uh, being bitter and angry. We want to live in total forgiveness. And so, um, just remember that, you know, when you're getting upset or when you're, um, um, really just, uh, worked up on a situation of somebody who's hurt you, um, ask God to bless them. Like we've talked about, and then ask God to help remind you of the many areas in your life where you definitely want him to continue to help you become the person that is walking, um, in the image of Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, 
He says that um, you can allow carnal Christians to take over the church and destroy it if the principles of total forgiveness is not practiced with a balanced common sense. So on the next page, he is talking about there are times we do have to, like we talked about in the last episode, he wants to remind us that there are times we do have to have judgment, but it is not judgment in a um, in an offensive, mean way. It's judgment to the point where you have to remove certain things that are going to destroy um, your organization, um, wherever you are, you have to, you have to address those things. And so he is really reminding he, cause he says that Paul addressed this in first Corinthians three, three, uh, three, one. So don't get so sidetracked and, Oh no, I can't judge. I can't judge. I can't judge. Oh my goodness. God won't bless me if I don't, I mean, if I judge people, but he's saying, don't go to, he says, carnal Christians go to two different extremes. Either they just overjudge or they just let things go. That shouldn't be happening. Um, but no, you have to have a balance in that. So if somebody has hurt you and done something that is extremely vile and wrong, um, you have to be wise in making sure that should that situation be talked about with someone, should that situation be reported, if you will, he does mention that. Um, so don't go, don't get over, be over extremed on the two, like super judge everybody or just ignore things that needs to be addressed. Have a balanced approach with that. Okay. He says though, um, he basically makes us understand is that, um, those who are most aware of their own weaknesses. Okay. Listen to what I'm going to say. Those who are most aware of their own weaknesses are most likely to be able to help others. Okay. So again, what he is saying is when you are fully aware that you are, you have a weakness, that a weakness, you have plenty of weakness, like we all do. When you are fully aware of that, you are more likely to be sensitive to situations that need to be corrected. And you're more likely to deal with those situations with tenderness and love and care. Okay. So I shared that in the last episode, how my friend had to talk to me about a situation um, that when I, um, was dealing with a situation at church the wrong way. And I was, trust me, I was adamant that I was right in what I was doing, but no, she had to tenderly come to me and let me know what I was doing and how I was dealing with that situation was not a good, a good way to handle the situation. Uh, So I was, I mean, I, I, I didn't explain it what it was, but I was very hurt by three women in, uh, the church. I had, I mean, when I, when I sit here and recite this, this is the most ridiculous thing ever, but this is how we behave. But I had, um, sent them, I sent three women invitations to an event I was having and none of them responded. And I was so upset that they did not respond. I was so upset. I, you know, I was like, I, I, I'm always doing things for this church. I'm always doing things for them. I'm always, you know, trying to help them with things and, you know, how dare they not respond and, you know, at least let me know they can't come to the event that I had planned, the special event I had planned. I was so upset, so upset. And um, I was, trust me, I was so upset. I was ready to leave the church. I was so upset about this. I was very hurt. I mean, I'm telling you, I was genuinely hurt. Okay. So I'm on my way out when she uh, stopped us. She said, let's meet our kids were younger at the time and then the older two were younger at the time. And we met at the park with her kids and I'm explaining this to her and just telling her, yeah, you know, this is what happened. And I just told her how hurt I was. And so 
she basically told me, she said, well, you know, number one, what you're doing is you're looking at the situation through the same lens that you've been hurt before. You've taken over, you've t- carried over with you hurt from previous situations, and you've now brought that into this situation. And then she said, um, I recommend you just go talk to them and see what happened. Why did they not respond? Why did they not come? Well, okay, you know, what a novel idea, right? I go talk to all three of them, okay? They all had the same story. They all had the same story. They never received it. it was, I, I sent it via email. They never received it. One of them said, huh, maybe it went to my spam folder. Like that never even crossed my mind that it went to their spam folder, right? Never, not one of them received it. They didn't receive it. But yet I had concocted this entire hurt and frustration in my head and was ready to leave the church over this. Okay. And so, um, to this day, that was over 12 years ago. And to this day, I do not deal with any situation like that. I talk to people. I call them on the phone. I say, Hey, is everything okay? Um, I ask them if I feel something is not not happening right. I call them. I talk, I talk to them in person. I do not, um, deal. I, I literally, that literally changed how I deal with situations in terms of, you know, assuming, uh, assuming things and allowing myself to be hurt. So, um, so that's one way, you know, when we're thinking about, for me, when I think about being upset and angry now, you know, um, realizing that we all have these faults, we all have these, um, mistakes, we all have these planks. So it's now easier for me to try to deal with situations in a different manner. Um, when things happen, um, even a situation I told you just a minute ago, when we were hurt by leaders in the church, we did go and talk to the leaders in person to figure out why it happened. They gave us an explanation, but we didn't just, it didn't just happen. And we imagined everything and then we got so mad. No, we did go talk in person. So I'm going to leave us with that. And we're just reminding us that, you know, one of the best ways to not judge is to remember that we all have our weaknesses and our faults, but to live in total forgiveness, excuse me, we want to realize that so that we can do our best to bring honor and glory to God in that total forgiveness. All right, so we're going to be on chapter six in the next episode. Thank you for joining me, and I will see you on the next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Currently Reading. I pray it has been a blessing to you, and I hope it has drawn you closer to Jesus Christ. The way you can support Currently Reading is by following and sharing it with your friends and family. See you on the next episode.